There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Yeah, we just heard Ali McCoyst on the news there on Go Radio News at five. Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney. Stephen, the two of them are still in the other studio. Ali can't get away from him <laughs> that was a good surprise this morning wasn't it nah brilliant really nice of Ali and uh, Gredo looked genuinely happy um, 35 year old just genuinely yeah. happy to meet his hero what a week for him he gets married next weekend anyway this weekend cup final weekend should have been a 3 o'clock kick off it's 5.30 tomorrow Celtic going for the treble Inverness Cali Thistle looking for the upset and of course all the news has been dominated by the future of the Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu last night Partick Thistle 2-0 win against 10-man Ross County is it going to be enough for Sunday up in Dingwall what do you think Thistle fans 08 08 17 17 700 or Celtic fans what do you feel David Moyes of course has got his own cup final next week in Prague West Ham United in the Conference League final and David Moyes speaks about the Celtic job today but at the moment there isn't one there Stephen I've got to ask you there first of all uh, what's your thought on it with Ange Postacoglu is it going to be his last game tomorrow? Well I mean it's been looking like it um, I've, got, I've got two kind of I've got two feelings on it the first being if you asked any Celtic fan out there two years ago a manager's going to come in from Yokohama um, he's going to win five out of the six trophies when you, you bear in mind the, the thought of the Celtic support at that point about maybe even just being competitive in the season to win five trophies out of six and then at the end of the two year span you'll go to a top eight club in, in England every Celtic fan out there snap your, your hands off for it mm. the other side of it is what makes football great it's the emotional side of it it's the attachment they have to the manager they feel that the manager has to them and and what he's did for the whole club and the buzz around the place it's been it's been a weird feeling I mean it's cup final week but it's mm. been Ange Postacoglu week because it's all the talk's been about Ange and, he, and will he stay well won't he stay so it has dominated it and I know he's wanted the focus to be on the cup final but while he's not but they knocked it away all the chat's going to be about Ange What's your own feeling Stephen would you share with the Go Radio audience what do you think I know you don't know but I don't think you know because um, Ange plays it I, I didn't think he would leave this summer okay. I, I didn't I thought I mean I get, I get it I get what as I said to you I mean this summer if he does go the next manager you see the next manager comes in and he wins five at six trophies then mm. he goes to England for yeah. mm. a top eight club at, which they are in England and everything it brings I mean you look at some of the players they've brought Fisher. in over the years your yeah. Van Dykes mm. Moussa Dembele's it's all been brought in for a couple of years of success for them to move on but I just genuinely thought that the way Ange speaks even probably quoting Tommy Burns last week mm. he feels as if he wants to build a legacy at Celtic he wants to have a Martin O'Neill Celtic career was loads of success and at the end of it the fans wish him all the best in, in his future and Martin O'Neill then went on to the manager Aston Villa yeah. at a real, really mm-hmm. high level they were really successful in England so I, I genuinely thought that he would stay and do do three, four years at least mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm caught by surprise with, 
of it. But I do, I do get that it is Tottenham. It's not exactly. Nobody thought that this summer Tottenham Hotspur would come calling for the Celtic manager. I mean, I mean, you, as Celtic fans probably do, you look at Tottenham, you think Harry Kane's going to leave. Look at the position they're in. It's it's a really tough job. But you also, th- Andrew back himself. If if people yeah. tried to talk him, said, "Look, Celtic have losing all the best players. They're miles behind Rangers." There's no way you can turn that around. So he'll have his own um, self belief that he can do it. Tottenham, what he did at Celtic. So, but there, I'm speaking about him. I'm leaving. We still yeah. don't know. I mean, we're waiting for. He says he'll speak about it after the cup final. But it, it is that kind of waiting game. It'll, it'll be a strange atmosphere mm-hmm. tomorrow. I think. I think we're a lot of Celtic fans thinking they'll, they'll be mm-hmm. watching Angie's. I mean, when you think of them walking around the trophy and just all the of celebrations, course, yeah. they'll be. They'll be scrutinising his body language. Yeah. And he enjoyed it so much last Saturday against the win with Aberdeen. Trophy day, his family are there. Look, I don't think anyone knows yet with Ange because he, you know, he, I don't think he's close to many people. He's coming, came in in his own. He's brought Harry Kuehl in, but that was well into the second campaign. Um, there's, there's been nobody like him really, has it? It's different. Not that many people know him. We'll find out though, I would imagine, in a few days. Celtic fans as well want to know who's going to be fit. Is Kyogo fit for tomorrow? Have you any insight? Go on, Stephen. Tell us, what do you think? Is he going to make it? Ange said, almost, you know, it's up to him. He hadn't trained up till yesterday. The, the the cup final that he played against Hibs I remember he came back from that hamstring and he definitely definitely wasn't fit yeah. but he turned that get the game against Hibs that day with his double I, I think I expect Kay will go to play I think it's a long time to the next game for Celtic and I think he's worth the risk he's a, he's a top goal scorer he's a player of the year so I would expect if there's any chance that he's fit that Ange will put him in Here's the, the voice of Ange Postacoglu speaking about Kyogo. Yeah, last year's sort of League Cup final, he went in with sort of a, a hamstring that wasn't totally healed. He scored a couple of goals. So, uh, yeah, I'll be guided by him. He's, he's very strong, strong uh, mentally, you know. So um, if he gives us a green light, then uh, we'll put him in there. Could that be a collector's item? Ange Postacoglu as manager of Celtic. Maybe not. Stephen McGinn, captain of Falkirk. You've been at Hebs. You've been... Um, Watford, you've been so many clubs come out at this time last year. Your instinct is that you're not quite sure because he wants to build an even bigger legacy over a longer period of time and in Europe. And we'll talk about that during the next hour. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The overall injury update from Ange? Kyogo progressing. He hasn't trained yet. So plan is to try and get him out there tomorrow. And um, I think he's doing some individual stuff this afternoon. And um, he's progressed. He's still, you know, yeah, but he always is still pretty bullish about sort of playing so we'll just see how it goes Johnson's fine he's trained all week and uh, Haksabanovich is back in so he's available as well so the only real absences are um, Aaron Moy still will miss and I think that's it How big a miss would it be if it's all who comes in how does it change the style for Celtic? I, d- I don't think that the style change too much I don't think Kyle would it doesn't take a lot of a part in the build up um, obviously a type of goal he's going yep. to score is a bit different to O sometimes uh, Kyogo can win the game I think he's two goals against Rangers in the, the League Cup final I think he had less than 20 touches in the game so um, the, wow. the striker in terms of yeah. the whole build up for Celtic it won't change but the type of goal they, they score on. and I was pleased for O coming on because it isn't easy to play sitting fiddle as that striker as Giacomacchus who's doing so well in America just now he, he didn't enjoy it he, he left was a young player needing a lot of football he seems really hungry so I was delighted for him to get his two goals but um, it will be if you're a Cali Thistle player 
and you're hoping to pull off that miracle it will be a bit of a boost if you if you don't see Kyogo's name in that team sheet of course we want the insight into Cali Thistle because a lot of people won't know that much about them because being in the, the championship we haven't seen them in the, the premiership for a number of years but they've got a record a history of upsetting Celtic um, good news for Celtic is that the Canadian international as you know Alistair Johnson is fit no I feel good I don't think anyone at this point of the season is fully fit and it's just about kind of getting through it um, so we've, we've definitely done some work on it um, so I feel like I'm in a decent enough place that you know if the manager needs me I'll be ready to go well, I think he needs him doesn't he <laughs> and he wants him are you fit at this time of the season I know you've had a week off but um, is that true that most people carry some kind of injury yes honestly there's two there's two parts of it one is uh, your fitness is at such a kind of high level match. You, you don't really need much training your, your body's just in full full flight but at the same time you are 30, 40 games and it's just wear and tear of the season and, and that is part of the break it is just kind of letting your body settle so I'm sure there'll be one big push from the, the Celtic and Cali boys tomorrow Kyogo was presented with the Cinch SPFL award and the Cinch Premiership top goalscorer today 27 goals in 36 games and was at 33 goals in total Phenomenal, isn't it? We'll speak about the great goal scorers of this season during the programme here at the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors in the sunshine. What a day it's turned out to be. Yeah, amazing. Um, weather's to be weather's been great all week. Hotter than Spain. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, more about that shortly. Uh, some Rangers fans have been asking any transfer news today. Well, there's no confirmed news, but Jack Butland, on loan, of course, at Man United, could be coming to Rangers. Uh, he's uh, from the parent club, Crystal Palace. He could well be in the bench at the FA Cup final tomorrow, which because that's he's been on the bench at the semi-final. I mean, what a chance for him to be there. Wembley Stadium, sell out, three o'clock of course which it should be in Scotland um, Jack Butland though you think he'll be coming? Yeah well I mean, like the Kieran Dowell one it was a name, it's a name that's been about for a yeah. while it's, it's not really gone away and um, I mean you never know with goalkeepers and cup finals and penalty <laughs> shootouts you just never yeah, know yeah. if he's on the bench and he comes on yeah. it, could he be the hero tomorrow but he is, he is the one that's looking like the Rangers number one for next season and I'm sure that's the name will get confirmed after the cup finals sure. out of the way a player we didn't see so much of for Rangers towards the end of the season the man who came from Liverpool he didn't actually play at Liverpool Ben Davies what was it four or five million last summer there's a lot of interest in him from the English Championship sides including Stoke City You could, could you see that happening? yeah I'm sure he'll go back down the road um, I think I think Rangers will be quite happy to to kind of cut their losses on him, take a couple of million if they can, and because he's not going to play, I think uh, the John Suter Connor Goldson partnership, if they can keep John Suter fit, is looking like a good one for the for Rangers going forward. Uh, James McCarthy over at Celtic reportedly targeted by two MLS sides, Houston Dynamo and Colorado Rapids. Um, he just has he's hardly any game time, hasn't he? So you wouldn't be surprised. He's still a good player, but just not playing getting any game time he's just been plagued with injuries yeah. I think I think that was the thing that took everyone by surprise when he signed for Celtic just the length of his contract in terms of the risk of, mm. of injuries and I mean nobody wants to be injured I'm sure he's tried everything to, to get fit and with the two sides linked he may be try, trying something different maybe a change of change of weather yeah. um, did you ever fancy it going over did you go over to America no, uh, no John went out to train with uh, Owen Coyle at Houston Dynamo for a oh, week yeah. uh-huh. it was very close to happening it was actually red tape that stopped it happening and as fate has it he, he signs for Hibs and 
progress his history in terms of his Hibs career but yeah he was, he was really close to signing out there Look at it on Sky there they're talking about uh, is Ange Postacoglu staying is he going and they show you some of the greatest ever managers they're showing you Scottish managers including David Moyes there but there was Matt Busby there was uh, Bill Shankly and Scottish uh, managers that won European trophies yeah indeed so, so David well Moyes could um, of course, join that elite to join that as well group. Well spotted. Um, yeah, so you didn't go to America. You could have. How did you go on last weekend? So you were down there, brother John, looking for a place in Europe, and they got it. Tell us about it. What was it like, Villa Park? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was one of those kind of. I mean, when you go to these games, the, the, the Aston Villa games, is the fan zones and everything. You turn up and you, and you go in early. And how early? early? Uh, three hours before. Yeah. We, we uh-huh. Now you get those mascots, so uh, yeah. um, everything that came with that was a good day. But you kind of got yeah. a sense of this is more than a, this is a real. And when the players were coming in, they gave that big, the atmosphere of the players coming in, you're thinking, yeah. nah, Villa Park's uh-huh. up for this today. And yeah. um, they came out the traps flying and uh, just an am- amazing turnaround uh, since Stephen Gerrard left to, to Unai Emery. To, it was unthinkable, to be honest, finishing the top seven. Of course, and, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him after the game and, and spoke to him for a few minutes. Didn't I? Yeah. Well, so what was the chat? Was he asking about your season? You could have been in the cup final. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mention the. Um, right, okay. I didn't mention your season falling <laughs> away. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, your, your tra- trajectories went in a different direction the last sure. few months of the season. But now nah, you just spoke. Like, you know, you're speaking really highly of John, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and the team and and the game. Actually, it was a brilliant game. Mm-hmm. Two two of the best won. managers in the world oh, to come up against each other. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it was such a. Such a really good game, and and as, a, as someone that loves football and the, the styles, it was a bit like a chess match at times with the the added kind of noise. And it was honestly, it was like a cup final. It was brilliant, and Villa got, obviously got the result uh, required. And yep. John took a lot of stick on the season about his captaincy and everything. Yep. So just as, as his brother, I was delighted for him course, uh, to yeah. get that over the line because it's been a long time since a club that size has been in Europe and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he's a captain when they deliver it and it comes back to Scotland you always think about the connection here John McGinn of course what a season I see he got the International Player of the Year again at the Football Writers on Sunday night yeah he's got a couple yeah. of years in a row now So I thought you might have been there to go up and pick it up oh we were down south oh you were still down oh, oh you were still we were down at the game oh, was yeah. it this Sunday or was it last Sunday it was last Sunday yeah. last uh-huh. were, yeah. the game was on Sunday so of course yeah yeah it was Sunday you couldn't be I thought uh, the private jet John <laughs> would get you back up but well done to John uh, did you think about then how Ange would fit in down there did that go through your mind although mind you on Sunday it wasn't such a big story at that point uh, no not on Sunday but I suppose over the last few days and you're thinking every, obviously everything the money the prestige of being the first Australian manager in, in the Premiership you, you can see all the the, bent, the, the pros of it but at the same time you're thinking Ange's getting in at Tottenham and he's having to improve Tottenham possibly without Harry Kane yeah. and up mm-hmm. against not even just to get close to Pep and mm-hmm. and Jurgen Klopp and stuff like that he's battling it out with maybe Pochettino Deserbe Unai Emery to get to these fifth sixth slots so a real tough job in his hands but as I said when he took the Celtic job I'm sure I'm sure people in his circle said don't touch that one yet that's a uh, with after the COVID season, they're, they're in a the mess, they're losing players right, left, and centre. So I'm Maybe sure he'll back himself if he does it. Indeed. Well, we mentioned David Moyes. Obviously, they're getting ready for the game in Prague. Um, I think Mark Guidi is going to be there. Our own Mark is heading over for it. So David Moyes was asked today if Ange Postacoglu goes to Tottenham, there's a vacancy at Celtic, would he be interested? This was his reply to the media this afternoon. I've never even considered it. I'm West Ham manager, and I'm really enjoying my period here. and the club have been so good to me and uh, it's we've enjoyed the journey we're on here. I'm hopefully trying to continue growing, growing a really good football club. 
and uh, I've not really taken any consideration. But through my years, I've been linked with lots of jobs at different times in my career. But uh, I've got to say, I'm really, I'm really happy at the moment and settled where I am. Stephen, what did you make of it? I think that's closure. I think in the lead up to a, a huge cup final for for West Ham, I, I think that's the last time we'll be asked about it because it just says, yeah. "No, I'm happy here. I'm looking to the future. I've got a European final to pre- uh, prepare for." So, I think it's nearly word for word the interview every Celtic fan out there's been hoping Ange Postecoglou to have this week, and because he hasn't, because he's not batted, batted away and said he's happy to stay and he's wanting to build something, that's where all the rumours come. Let's hear what Ange did say yesterday at the media conference when he was asked about the speculation about him being the preferred candidate for Tottenham Hotspur. Somebody else's favourite last week, wasn't it? Yeah, so doesn't register. I mean, I get all the interest and my people uh, love to sort of speculate on these things and uh, we've worked really, really hard to, to get ourselves into this position and you know, for me to let my mind wander about anything else other than getting our team prepared for a big day on Saturday is... Um, it's just not, not who I am. So a question came in from another direction. You're making it sound as if this is the first time it's happened to me. We've done this dance a few times this year, so I think the players are well aware of uh, where my thoughts lie. So, um, you know, um, whatever it is, uh, yeah, the players, like I said before, have been really good at just focusing on what's important. What's important is being ready for, you know, a big game on Saturday. Will we try one more? It doesn't enter my sort of sphere of thinking because, you know, my role is to, you know, make sure the team is absolutely prepared for whatever the next challenge is. And you know, far be it for me to say that if a cup final isn't enough to draw all my attention to that, then nothing will be, you know. Stephen, you can understand why he's saying that. If they were talking about speculation rather than a cup final, then the fans would hate it. Yeah, and I can get I can get his frustration in terms of if he is staying. Mm-hmm about all these every time a job comes up in England I can get his frustration but he's probably the fans the fans don't get to meet Ange they, they don't get to meet Ange like they meet Jota in the brazen head yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> they, yeah. they, they listen to these pre- no. No, no. <laughs> they listen to these press conferences yeah. ahead of for any sort of crumbs of, of news because they don't have access to the manager so when jobs like develops that uh, Daniel Levy wants to speak to Ange Postacoglu mm-hmm. The Celtic fans' only way of finding out what Ange thinks about the whole thing is in these press conferences. So the questions have got to be asked and he's going to have to give an answer that can give the Celtic fans some sort of hope. Are they, they, are they clinging on to anything that, that he might stay? Cup final tomorrow, 5.30 kickoff. What do you feel about the cup final? I think I've got a bee in my bonnet about it now. I'm not happy. Why? Well, it should be three o'clock. Oh, uh, yes, it's rubbish. I mean, it's, I mean, Ian Maxwell obviously came out and he said it's, it's the free tear so that everyone, we can get a bigger audience mm. and they aren't even showing it in England at that time in BBC. Martin. I know. It doesn't so make sense. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> yeah. So it should be, I mean, especially with the yeah. day tomorrow with with, the, with Inverness, Cali Thistle being yeah, in it, sure. um, the travel, everything would point to three o'clock and it's what it should be. If that, if that, if everyone inside Hamden at mm. three o'clock tomorrow not one personal check the Man City, Man United no, score. Sure. Yep. Feel as if putting it on at half five is just everything centred around mm-hmm. the English. And that's sure. not what we want up here. We no. want to promote our own no. game and we'll lose enough kids to the, the big clubs right. down there. Yep. Everything should be about cup final day. The, the, 
the pinnacle of our Scottish domestic season. Um, so I don't like it and I feel sorry for the Inverness fans sure. uh, with the travel issues. And the Celtic fans who come from all over. I mean, many of them come from the north anyway, you know, in the north of Scotland or in Ireland as well. You know, they come... Yeah, yeah, no, they come from... Every, yeah, no, numbers. I, it's, yeah. it's a great I don't think point. it's right. It, it, it's a real it shame. Should be, it should yeah. be three o'clock and the reasons given weren't accurate, so it, it doesn't make any sense. It's going to be some day though, isn't it? Celtic against Inverness, Cali Thistle, Manchester Derby at Wembley before that. And we're going to talk about Partick Thistle as well. Are they on the way to the Premiership or could Ross County still fight back? And what do you think of Jose Mourinho? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel on a beautiful early summer evening here in Glasgow. Home of the Cup Final tomorrow at 5.30. Stephen McGinn, the captain of Falkirk, who seemed, came so close to getting to that final that wasn't to be. Before we get to that, Stephen, and looking forward to the game tomorrow, um, what did you make of last night? Terrible game, the UEFA Conference League Final, but in fact, UEFA League Final, the old UEFA Cup, but the performance of Jose Mourinho, trackside and his backroom team, and then afterwards... Chasing the Anthony Taylor, the referee, to his car. Yeah, t- terrible. Um, I, saw, I saw someone describe it on, on Twitter like um, like the old WWF wrestling. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the kind of show, show fighting almost uh, of it. But it actually, by extra time, I was that kind of exasperated with the Roma behaviour at the sidelines and claiming yeah. for everything. Mm. See, by the time the penalties came, it actually ruined the spectacle for me. I, mm. I just wanted the Sevilla to win and it, just to turn it off. Um, yeah. And I love football and I watch every game sure. of football, but just the way they went on for everything, bookings, diving, the VAR, everything, it just uh, it was exasperated. And the, the right people, the right team won in the end just because of the behaviour of the Roma. And, and when you see Anthony Taylor, I mean... At times you go away from games emotional and yeah. um, with referees and you think he cost us the game, he cost us money, points, everything. But these are human beings. He, he didn't make didn't make a terrible uh, mistake. No. There was no real travesty involved. He's a top referee. Yeah, um, yeah. And unfortunately the scenes in the mm. airport, it's, it was scary to, to watch, especially when you see the family so scared and everything. It's um not what you want to see. How can UEFA and the authorities get away with this? Time after time, they let the Liverpool fans down really badly last year at the Champions League final. We all know that in Paris. They all tried to, French police at first, blaming the Liverpool fans. Rangers fans too. Rangers last fans last year at Seville. Yeah, couldn't even get a drink of water. Yeah, I mean, it's outrageous. And, right. and, and, yeah. and they take fortunes off the yeah. fans for, sure. for, for that. I know, I know I've been to a European final before and I know the tickets are expensive and... Um, when you're paying big money to go to a concert, if you're treated that badly, you'd you'd, blame, you'd be phoning the police. Never mind anything, and uh, they just treat football fans. They just almost expect that no matter what, they'll just pay again the next year. The other thing I was going to tell you was apparently if the FA Cup final goes to extra time tomorrow, it's going to continue on BBC One, the main channel, and the Scottish Cup final, biggest day, you know, in Scottish football, showcase day goes on to the BBC Scotland channel. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I really hope it's. I mean, that can't happen if that no, goes to extra sure. time and and the pay. Well, the public don't get to see and, and BBC Scotland the first half of the Celtic Inverness Cali Thistle final. It'd be a disgrace and questions need to be asked. Crazy. Let's go on the lines. Uh, Sean is on from Glasgow, Garthamlock. Good evening, Sean. Hi there, guys. I've got three percent battery, so I will be fast. All right, three <laughs> percent. Um, what, what, what I will say. Yes. What I've got breaking news. Yes. I know every, every uh, Celtic fan knows it in the world. 
As Paul's tell, we all join Spurs at 10 o'clock on Monday. We'll be breaking news on Talk Sport and Celtic will be looking for a new manager on Monday. And how delighted will you be, Sean, as a Rangers fan? I'll be very happy. Yeah, well, Sean, we'll find out. You'll hear it here first as well. Much as we really like yeah. Jim and Simon and them all, but uh, look, nobody knows for sure. But it would be hard to turn down. It's happening, Paul. Yeah. Well, you don't know that for a fact, Sean, but it certainly looks. Oh, Nacho! Now, don't put Nacho in danger. It's hot enough out there, Sean, tonight. Uh, Sean, I'll tell you, what do you think the fact that the showpiece game in Scotland, the cup final, has been bumped to 5.30 rather than 3 o'clock? Uh, Paul, just to let you know, see when you say it's not on TV, it is confirmed it is it on is. BBC One and on no, no, Viper. No, I didn't say it's not on TV. I said it's okay. been bumped from the main channel there and it's on via play as well. Of course it is. But it's been bumped yeah, to okay. 5.30. Do you not think the cup final well, should think, be at three? To be honest, I, think that, I don't think that's a bad thing, Paul, because we watch English FA and then watch the Scottish FA and see more Celtic will probably win the FA Cup on Saturday and we'll say cheerio to the fans <laughs> and head down to Spurs. Sean, enjoy the rest of the evening. You're down to 1%. Uh, Celtic will probably win, he says. Uh, and sh- he thinks that Sean reckons he's definitely going well. Who knows? I mean, it does look as though he's going, but it, it does tell you how strange a day this is going to be for the Celtic fans. How are they going to feel if Ange comes out there and says, I'm staying? It'll be... Well, what do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, I think if he comes out after the game and says, I'm staying, that um, it'll be... The the scenes around Glasgow will be uh, amazing. They'll be uh, rejoicing that their leader is staying. Yep. Um, but I do think it'll be a strange atmosphere in terms of, as I said, at the end of the game, if Celtic win, there will be a focus from some Celtic supporters on on Ange. Mm. Is he doing his usual walk round? Is he celebrating in the same way? Are they reading into everything? So, um, And I know, Sean, obviously Rangers fans out there, with uh, you can you can tell the impact that Ange Postacoglu has made, with how happy he is at the thought of, of him leaving. Um, but Celtic... Celtic and it moves quickly on Celtic just need to get a better manager than Michael Beale. they don't need to get a better manager than Ange Postacoglu they just need to recruit someone that beats Michael Beale and vice versa and who do you think that might be you know Ange still very I mean, much still in charge there, tomorrow still, but yeah. you, you think of names and you think of obviously the style the style that Ange yeah. manages it's, it's, it's going to be hard to replace if, if he goes and when he goes he's mm-hmm. going to leave eventually sure um, we see all the names today in the paper with you know, there's lots mentioned. You mentioned somebody that there was an interest in him a while ago. He, in fact, his old job, uh, Brendan Rodgers, is apparently the favourite to go to Leeds United. So there's the clue. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers has been linked, obviously, being back at Hamden for the, the semi-final. Um, but I, I think someone like Jesse Marsh, mm-hmm. obviously been linked to the Celtic job before and plays that kind of front foot attacking football, which wouldn't mean made a wholesale changes in terms of the playing style because that group of Celtic players, that can't be someone that goes in and just plays off set pieces and goes long. It's got to be someone that can continues this attacking football because a lot of these players have been recruited with, and with that idea. So he's someone that would, would tick some boxes. Could you see uh, Knutson coming? The Bodo Glimp manager who's done really, really well. The Norwegian Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's he's won, obviously, he's Bodo Glimp are so impressive. Uh, Bodo Glimp team are so yeah. impressive against Celtic. I mean, um, they, they, they well beat Celtic you know, over the two legs. Yeah. Um, so he's someone that obviously we come into the thinking. But, I mean, from where it is a, f- a few months ago, when you're thinking Ange t- uh, closing in on his first treble, um, it's just probably quite a sobering thing for Celtic fans. I mean, 
when you look at the food, someone like Kevin Van Veen, all the Celtic fans will be looking at Kevin Van Veen thinking, right, he's done amazing at Motherwell, it's now time to go. You probably don't see yourself, as the Rangers fans with Steven Gerrard, you're just starting to get really successful. We're a massive club. They don't just jump at the first opportunity. So it would be a sobering thing for, for everyone concerned. Kevin Van Veen, you mentioned Groningen apparently are in for him. You could see it happen back to Holland. They've obviously been talking about China earlier in the year, maybe America. But no mention of a Rangers or... Yeah, well, in, in January, just Motherwell before, I mean, the turnaround's been amazing and yeah, they took themselves yeah. well out the relegation battle. But at one point, as a, as a brother, you're concerned about a relegation yeah. battle. And yeah. one of the things is Paul thought they could potentially lose him in January to, to China, right. um, which was worrying at the time. Yeah. Thankfully, he stayed and created history for himself and for Motherwell with his goals. So um, I'm sure everyone at Motherwell would be delighted for him if he, if he landed a top gig in, in his native homeland. Sure would. What a season it's been for Motherwell. Two halves, wasn't it? It was uh, so different uh, after uh, Stuart Kettlewell took over, changed the style of play, two up front. Right, Matt Riley, you mentioned uh, the possibility of a treble tomorrow. He was asked about yeah, it. Yeah, of course, it'd be amazing. I mean, the more trophies you can win in your career, the better. And the fact I'm still at quite a young age and you know, adding it to my resume, it's, it's a good thing. But first and foremost, I think just for the fans of the club, it's been, you know, after the season before last, it was tough times and now we've kind of brought the club club back into a good place. So kind of want to try and do it for them mainly. Alistair Johnson speaking about the cup final. I know the extraordinary has become ordinary a little bit at this club, you know, with, with how many trophies they've lifted um, over the past decade. But still, for guys like myself, this is my third ever trophy in my entire career. Um, and I know Cal's probably on 40 or whatever it is, but... <laughs> Even for him, when you see how much excitement and joy it brings to him and guys like that, James Forrest, I mean, he might be on 50 for all I know. Um, you can really tell how much it means um, to the guys. And, and when you see that from the older guys who have been there and done that, and especially as a new guy, you're like, okay, yeah, this is really big. So I'm really excited. I'd love to be a part of it. Um, we'll see what the manager decides. Um, but either way, I'll be ready to go. Shades of Ted Lasso there. Did you watch that? No, no I don't know. Oh, I I just, his, his enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he comes across so well and... Just when he touches on James Forrest and Cal McGregor, that is when I mean, people talk about. I, mean, I think it was well spoken about. Arsenal's kind of fall away how they've not got enough people who won won things. I think when you have people like James Forrest, Cal McGregor in the dressing room, and it's like right, okay, we've won two so far, but we need this one. This club, we won trebles here. We've did it for the last decade. This is what we do. So it puts a demand on these guys and guys like Alistair Johnson. Maybe if James Forrest leaves in the next year or two, Alistair Johnson becomes a guy having won a treble that the new signings come in and look towards and that's how yeah. you build that mentality yeah. uh, season out uh, season in season out Gregory's been on the socials at Go Football Show can I throw you his lineup for tomorrow Joe Hart's in goals no no yeah, doubt agree, about agree, it no yeah. question um, and the back four the aforementioned Alistair Johnson Carl Starfelt Iwata and Taylor yeah I mean the Iwata centre half mm. that's the one uh, obviously big out other than Kyogo's fitness issue but I think he'll play go with Awata as well because he's playing against a, a kind of smaller striker Billy Mackay yeah. I think he really struggled against St Martin and Curtis Main um, right up against yeah. him he won't have to deal with the physicality of a Curtis Main Billy Mackay's different he's, he's really clever with his movement and if you give him a chance he'll take it but it'll not be the physical battle yeah. so I think he'll get away with Awata in there What's your midfield and I'll tell you if uh, Gregory agrees there's Can't no surprise really, is there? McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati. You think? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Moy's not fit anyway. The manager said that earlier. So what a season for, well, especially McGregor. We'll come back to him. Rio Hitati. 
is that somebody if Andrew was going you'd have to make sure you try and keep him or would he fit in in the English game I mean he's such I a think, talented I mean, player yeah, so, yeah so talented I think he's he's been up a level since the World yeah. Cup break um, I think if they can get one more season at Rio Hotate mm. I think he'll then go for a big move and I think probably for, for him I mean he's, he's had a great season but I think he can go another level up again at Celtic before he, yep. he gets his big move because he hasn't been playing football for a long time and I think he's probably probably just short of the Cal McGregor consistency levels ready to go for that big move so I think they might get one more season at a party apparently he works really really and you can see it he's out after the games isn't he he's yeah, still I mean, warming I mean, down it's, yeah. it's, I, think, I think they have that mentality under Ange and I think um they, they're all bought into it and that's that's what they do up front of Jota and Maeda he's got O so I think he feels that Kyogo won't make it what, what, what's your hunch Stephen McGinn my gut, my gut is, yeah. is Kyogo's risked yeah. um, I think he's really important for that Celtic team and as, and as I say I know they're playing against um, a championship team but if you can give them any kind of any crumb of comfort that um, Kyogo's not fit so I think he'll, he'll be on the team sheet and he'll try and get him to play as long as he can So really it's the team from last Saturday yeah apart from Maeda back in probably if Kyogo's fit I yeah. think if everyone was fit across yep. the board it would be that team except Vickers for Iwata mm. I think if you asked Ange um, three months ago what would be his cup final team I think that would be it so uh, obviously Carter Vickers' is, season is over but um you're just thinking the water stepping in there with they're going to have a lot of the ball that extra midfielder just to to control the game Ange was asked yesterday about the drop in form but they came right back to form against Aberdeen you look at every team you know, around Europe that wins and with the games to spare invariably there's a drop off now my I try to counter that by being clever and changing the team around and, and um, yeah, I think all that did was sort of disrupt our cohesiveness and our, and our rhythm because the guys coming in, to be fair to them, hadn't played for ages. So so it didn't really work. But in the back of my mind, I always knew that the other boys probably had trophy day and, and cup days, the days that, you know, that they'd be switched on and, and ready to go. And, and you saw on the weekend, um, you know, they, right from the first minute, you know, they, they're really determined to, to, to be at our best. And so there's nothing at training that has changed. It's just... You know, probably for for the guys themselves, there's you know there's real clarity now about what they need to achieve. Here's Billy Dodds, his approach to the cup final with Celtic. Um, I think we've got to gather belief from um, the way we've played in the competition so far. I think you, this competition is all about miracles, and you look no further than this season when Davil beat Aberdeen. So that's the kind of competition it's been so far. Make no mistake, Ange Postecoglou Celtic have been brilliant all season and you see their form even last week against Aberdeen so we know we're up against it but I've got a team who on their day can certainly hurt teams and I think throughout the season there's not been many games where we've not scored we've registered a zero probably three or four games throughout the season um, so we can score goals we just have to find a way to try and get to Celtic we know we're going to face long periods of possession against we're going to have to work hard off the ball but I've got players in this team that can hopefully hurt any opposition and Stephen you played against them of course in the cup semi-final um, yeah, what kind of team is coming to Glasgow they'll be here tonight ahead of the cup final they're, they're, they're probably like every Inverness team I've ever played against um, they're really physical Big they're physical. Re- really organised um, they get crosses into the box they don't give much away they're just competitive all over the park and um, they're, they're a very hard team to to get back into the game, see if they go 1-0 up. I know it might be a bit different for Celtic, but very hard to to get them back in the game. They kind of get a hold of you. So, But 
I know every listener will probably back this up and have the same thoughts on it. Inverness have to try and get to half time no uh, yeah. no. Just get to half time no no and and bring some nerves onto that Celtic team because if Celtic get that first goal in the first half, then it could be anything. Have they got people though who've, who could uh, damage the Celtic defence? Set pieces, for example. I know Billy McKay is not the tallest, but um, yeah, so I remember mean, a handful the other week. I mean, their delivery, um, their delivery in, in the semi-final, Jay Henderson's delivery for the mm. second goal. I think it was. I think that wouldn't be out of place right at the top of our game. Um, so they, they, they've got threats. I've played with Jay, a really talented boy. Billy mckay has been a top goal scorer in this country for the last decade. Um, so if you give them chances if they, if you let them enjoy the game then they, mm. they have got an opportunity to hurt Celtic but I just think I just think it's so important for Celtic and they'll Inverness will be facing the best version of Celtic and I think it would be really hard for them Alistair Johnson was asked any danger of complacency? It's human nature to be complacent but at the same time is you're right in all of our league matches mainly you could probably say that we are the favorites going into them and again we just don't let that kind of noise creep into it i think there's a level of confidence to this group which is deserved and warranted but there's not an arrogance and i think you can see that with how we play um, we respect every single opponent um, but at the same time we know that if we come out and we stick to our game plan and we stick to the system the manager wants that we feel really confident that if we put a performance like that that we're going to come out on top so it's no different in this match where we respect them uh 100 we know that Again, they've had four weeks off or whatever it is to, to mentally and physically prepare for us. So they're going to know every little inside and out um, of our system. But at the same time is we're ready for that. Um, we understand that. And we just got to stick to our system, our principles. And if we do that, we feel confident. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go. I'm having a good birthday, but I, I, I'm nervous. I, I, I know there's something to... afoot. We've got, we've got one more surprise. Eyes for you today, right? Right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Right. Well, if I don't recognise the person, right. You're in trouble if you don't recognise him. Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Ali McCoyce is in the studio, everybody. <laughs> Ali McCoist. Ali McCoist with us. I just broke your headphones, but there we Happy birthday, first of all. Oh, thank you, Super Ali. Love you so much. How's your day going? Well, I just heard you say, first of all, I had heard you say that you get balloons so I thought we'd save the biggest balloon <laughs> <laughs> Ali in the breakfast show this morning here live in the Gorbo Stephen you were listening it was a great moment for, for Grado yeah great listen both yeah. so enthusiastic and yeah it's a funny piece yeah Crofty's gift for his birthday and, and that would save in the wedding present next week as well to get <laughs> Ali in here this morning so that was the Go Radio Football show is on now with Macklin Motors and the breakfast show will be back Monday when you wake up, which is pretty early these days, Stephen, with the two youngsters. What, the baby's now how old? It's eight, eight yeah. months eight and months three. And eight months and three. How was it, your wee girl, being uh, the, the mascot at Aston Villa against I, I, Brighton? It was brilliant, honestly. Yeah. I was so nervous because, not that she's just a wee personality that mm-hmm. she's not the type to, to get shy. Yeah. And you're thinking, I hope she doesn't bottle it because yeah. she's not that, that's not in her character. Uh-huh. So uh, she walks out she's the tunnel and she's just waving to everyone in the crowd. Brilliant. And yeah. she came off the pitch, running off the pitch and... Uh, said to my wife, said, John didn't let me kick the ball. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think he was That's never going to bottle it. Fantastic. Special days for you though as a family, you know, you playing at Falkirk, John at Villa, Paul at Motherwell as well. Your mum and dad must be so proud. Yeah, and I think when you, when you when I saw John kind of walking across yeah. the whole end and taking mm-hmm. in the adulation yeah. of, yeah. of what was a brilliant fan base and uh, I think he, it does soak in a wee bit of he's just captain Daston Villa back yeah. into Europe and yeah. 
he's taken thankfully my luckily my wee girl onto the pitch with him to yeah. hopefully she remembers the experience yeah I worked there for a little while in the in the West Midlands and it's a terrific club so is Birmingham as well but Villa is massive and of course we were all there in 1996 the, the Euros where Scotland were based yeah mad football area yeah. um, to the extent that um, when ourselves and John's friend and we'd guest they'd guest down for the game and everyone went to their Greg's lunch we had to drive about 15 minutes You're to the service station so that John wouldn't get pissed off <laughs> really, <laughs> buying yeah. his 20 steak bags yeah. <laughs> wow what a weekend what a weekend to remember for you Cup final coming tomorrow. Both cup finals. We'll get your predictions in a moment or two. What about last night then? Good crowd. I thought there might have been a bigger crowd maybe. Partick Thistle against Ross County. but um, I, thought, I thought it was a brilliant home crowd. I think what happened... Is the travelling. Sorry, yeah. No, uh, the travelling. Yeah, yeah, the the main stand... Um, sorry, that big stand across yeah, from the sure, main stand sure. was brilliant. It wasn't a seat in the house. But yeah. I think behind the goal, I think they potentially might congregate uh, up together. So right. it looks a bit less filled. Sure. What did you make so. of it? So we know what happened. Aidan Fitzpatrick got the first. Brian Graham. What a strike from him! I um, think. I think Ross County maybe didn't realise how good Partick Thistle are mm-hmm. and have been. Um, Partick Thistle have been a really good side for the last few years. Um, the season that we won the championship with Kilmarnock, they had a lot of games on the pitch, and the backlog of games in a smaller squad probably took their title challenge away. But on their yeah. day, I felt they were a much better team than uh, our closest challengers. Uh, real good team when they'd everyone fit. And I think they've been building that for a couple of years. Obviously, Ian McCall and Chris Doolan's done a great job and taking it on again. And Yeah, I mean, I, th- I just I just thought... The one crumb of comfort that Ross County will have and why I don't think it's totally dead was it was so dominant that it could have been over on the night. It yeah, could have been three sure. or four and Ross Laidlaw had a few amazing saves. Yeah, didn't he? Some brilliant blocks, last ditch block. Danny Mullen at the end. Danny Mullen hits the bar. bar. Great yeah. save. And I think that's the one thing if you're Ross County, you're thinking, right, we've got a second chance of that. We yeah, should probably yeah. be dead and buried. Um, the young lad, I think, mm. I think a game of that um, yeah. magnitude, 16-year-old, yeah. I think probably if Malky had the selection again, he probably doesn't put him in there, especially yeah. when you've got Keith Watson sure. with good experience on the bench. He probably yeah. regrets that one because he just came out and made a rash decision, 10 men, and he's, they're right up against it. But I th- I think as much as much as I say it's not dead. I think I can't see uh, Partick Thistle not scoring up in the Highlands. Hamilton, I think, I th- yeah, I think yeah, they score. Yeah, they're I score. think they're just playing so well, and it'd be such a freedom that I think they score. All right. So will it be enough? I'll ask you now because we won't see you until after the game. The game's on Sunday. What's going to happen? I think I think Ross County might win on on the day, mm-hmm. but I think they win two one, and Thistle will be back because a Premier League club. What's going to happen? Do you think in the FA Cup final tomorrow? Pep going for the treble but in England the Man United fans are thinking they want to hold on to to that the, the special treble that they did under Sir Alex yeah I mean uh, I think that's the one thing Man United have they've to protect the legacy of the 99 team yeah. but Man City are just stronger in every department and, and I think if they turn up on the day and, and play their football with Haaland De Bruyne these guys if De Bruyne and Jack Grealish are fit then I can't see Man City not winning. I think they'll win comfortably. I think it might be 3-1. And are they going to do the treble then? Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I think I think the semi-final of the Champions League was their final. If they could get past that hurdle of the great Real Madrid to just have that habit of churning out Champions League wins, if they could get past that, I think an Italian team in a final, it's not going to be a rollover, but I think, they, I think they'll win the treble. Yeah, no danger that they peaked at the semi-final. So that will bring... 
the season to an end tomorrow the cup final let's look then at both teams let's hear Ranch Postacoglu speaking about the cup final mentality yeah obviously last year you know, it was the one sort of trophy that escaped us and, and just the whole day the occasion you know it's the last game on the calendar um, for us and um, you know just to be a part of it was the first thing that we're kind of excited about and you want to win whatever trophy you're up for, but um, yeah, making it a treble will make it a yeah, make it a truly special season. And um, the group I said last week, you know, especially the players, have just been outstanding at maintaining a real sort of focus of each game being the most important, and that's what's got us to this place. Because I think yeah, probably <clears throat> after we we kind of won the league a few weeks back, very easy for them to sort of you know let their minds wander a little bit, but you know. Last week, they kind of you can see they're, they're back focused and, and ready to go. And Billy Dodds, he said, Yep, it's been a long time without a game, a competitive game. It's not been ideal, but it's not been disastrous either. Um, it afforded the boys, I gave them nine days off when we didn't make the playoffs, and then we've been training for three weeks. So we've had a couple of games, um, been good games, competitive as well, and we've got our work in and we're ready to go. But I would have preferred still to be in the playoffs and playing. Like much more competitive games, but it's been it's been okay. Bit more from Ange. No, that's, that one's not playing. What are you thinking then, Stephen, for the game tomorrow? You were saying that Inverness would hope to hold on as long as possible. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking in general. One of the one of the great things about modern football is there's not the, these cup competitions. So like the League Cup, there's not it's not seen as a golf to the Scottish Cup. Um, every trophy is so important and there's been a mentality about counting trophies and, and how important each trophy is but there is something special up here about Scottish Cup final day and with the weather going to be glorious tomorrow there'll be such a build up for players and fans of both sets um, tomorrow and I think Inverness will for the first 5-10 minutes I think they'll have to get through an early onslaught from Celtic I think we all know the way Celtic come out and probably rack up the corners within the first five, ten minutes. Mm. Um, so they'll need to try and withstand that early pressure. And as I say, get to 15 minutes, get to 30 minutes at 0-0 and yeah. then eventually try and get to, to half-time at 0-0 at and stay in the game. But Celtic have just got goals everywhere. Yeah. Just from every... I mean, even Carol Starfelt's chipping in last yeah. week. So um, I just I just don't see how Inver- Inverness can keep them at bay for very long. Get your scoreline in a moment or two. Some breaking news. Hearts and Hibs have been hit with an SFA disciplinary charge after scenes of violence at the end of the game last weekend. Uh, the governing body has charged both clubs under rule DR204. No surprise. Yeah, I mean, it looked worse than it probably actually was, but it was unedifying. No, I mean, yeah, no surprise. Um, I, I get it. There's, there was a lot riding on the game. Lee Johnson's had to take a lot of jibes from Hearts over the season and sure. they had a chance of um, finishing above them um, and oh, guaranteeing Europe men. against sure. 10 yep. men everything they didn't go over the line there'd be a few comments maybe a sarcastic comments sure. both five characters happen, yeah, it can happen yeah. uh, but they'll be punished for it Who's going to be the manager? Stephen Naismith was interviewed earlier in the week uh, there's reports this afternoon I can see there in the record sport the same Marty Safuentes who's the manager at Hammerby um, in Stockholm yeah, well, I Potential. mean, the Aberdeen one uh, took care of it, took care of itself. Mm-hmm. Barry Robson came in and kicked the door down for the job. Yeah. Stephen Smith's remit was, was to finish third. Um, they've just a bit go over the line for fourth, so it wouldn't shock me if they if they went out and get a manager f- from elsewhere. 
Scott Brown is, uh, I can see, emerging as the, the favourite of punters online for the next manager if Ange goes after the cup final, if he goes to Tottenham. And the bookies are not taking any more bets on, on Ange for that job. Now, look, they're not always right, but they usually are. I don't know if I've got enough time, but that happened yeah. years ago. I was meant to be signed for Sheffield United right. the same day that Stuart McCall got announced as uh, the manager. With the same agent, I mean, everything was done. Yeah. And um, we woke up in the morning, phone call from the agent, look, you're, it's not happening today. Um, Stuart McCall said a change of heart at the last minute. Um, so so it does happen. They, they, wow. they do close the books and, and it doesn't happen. So no guarantee. A bit more in the cup final here is Alistair Johnson. I know the extraordinary has become ordinary a little bit at this club, you know, with, with how many trophies they've lifted um, over the past decade. But still for guys like myself this is my third ever trophy in my entire career um and i know cal's probably on 40 or whatever it is but even for him when you see how much excitement and joy it brings to him and guys like that james forrest i mean he might be on 50 for all i know um you can really tell how much it means um to the guys and, and when you see that from the older guys who have been there and done that and especially as a new guy you're like okay yeah this is really big so i'm really excited i'd love to be a part of it um we'll see what the manager decides um but either way i'll be ready to go and here's what matt o'reilly said about Ange. No, he's a very good manager. I think that's proven by the football we play and the results that we've provided. I'm, I'm young, so I've only had two managers, three properly before him. Um, all very different styles. I think it's it's good to you know kind of develop yourself as a player in terms of different style managers because you never know what the future holds in terms of what style of manager you're going to have. Maybe one's a bit more tough, one's keeps his distance a bit more like like the gaffer here, um, but. As long as it works, and I don't think it's a problem. We're back in Monday night at five with Andy Walker, who's got a cup winners medal with Celtic. What's it going to be? Scoreline tomorrow, just, Stephen McGinn. Just quickly, it's a brutal, yeah. it's a brutal question for that for a yeah. player about manager because you don't want yes. to upset the manager, and you don't want to be too cheesy with the dressing room. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a brutal <laughs> yeah. way of uh, question for a player. Yeah. Tomorrow, I think Celtic will have too much for Inverness. I think they win three 0 Stephen, thanks very much. Thanks, we won't see you for a few weeks because we're uh, taking a few days off uh, later next week, but we're on Monday. Thanks so much. Enjoy the break. Thanks, Paul. And you'll be back for next season. Yes. Is that breaking news? Yes. For sure. There you are. Thank you. That's good news. Uh, the news is next. And then Zoe Kelly. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 